everybody, and welcome back to Writing the Rapids, the show where I, Joe Balecki, talk to writers about writing. Very often those writers have been recommended to me by writers who have previously been on the show. In the case of this month, it's Shane Jesse Christmas, who was recommended to me by John Treffrey. He's also an audience favorite based on my Twitter mentions, so... I'm glad to get a chance to talk to him for this episode. He's the author of The Sex Shops of Sherman Oaks from Amphetamine Sulfate Press, Xerox Over Manhattan from Apocalypse Party, Belfie Hell from Inside the Castle, Yeezus and Furs and others from Dostoevsky Wannabe, and more. If you want to help out the show, you can do so in a couple of different ways. Patreon.com slash NoisemakerJoe is where you can shock me two bucks a month to get episodes early and maybe other things in the future. Who knows? PayPal.me slash NoisemakerJoe is where you can toss me a one-time donation. Or you can buy my book. It's called Tired. It's on Amazon. Also, for free, you can do things like give this podcast an appropriate starred review on whatever podcatcher you use or just tweet about it on Twitter and so on. So without further ado, let's get into my conversation with Shane Jesse Christmas. As I was reading Belfi Hell recently, uh, mm-hmm. I came across a section that I would like to read, and then I think that's a good starting point. Um, okay. It's on page 216 for those following along. Um, literature these days shouldn't be modeled, planned, pie-charted against familiar dramatic forms or plot lines or fully formed characters. Everything should liquefy into extroverted sensations or anti-novel auxiliary functions. I'm suggesting that thinking and feeling in literature, I believe, should be about intuitive thinking. Um, and it goes on. Uh, the book came yes. out like five years ago. So yes, the, yeah. the, the first thing is, do you still agree with that? Um, yes and no. Okay. Uh, I think, um, I don't, yeah, look, I, I, it's, it's uh, yes, I would say yes, because I think um, there's certain things, yeah, I, I like to think that um, writing should deal with a, perhaps chance and inventing your own structures that sort of create these clashes of images that come from chance. And I think um, perhaps the way that perhaps what I was trying to describe in that, that's the essay that's in the middle of the book, which I just decided to randomly throw into a, a fiction novel. Um, but um, I, I like to think perhaps that Yeah, these structures perhaps make you write more efficiently and that um, in terms of the anti-novel, uh, I, probably, I probably don't necessarily agree in that totally in terms of what's traditionally known as an anti-novel um, these days. I'm probably more a bit more chilled out in terms of um, getting on my soapbox about it uh, and then that's probably come about from just you know, writing a few more things. I, I do think that there should be pushing some you know, barriers um, over and 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 trying to accomplish something that perhaps hasn't been done before but i'm i'm still a big fan of you know for want of a better term you know entertainment i like to sort of read you know ed mcbain novels as much as you know something that's quite um you know like inside the castle sort of stuff but i'm also like reading you know uh, an fiction sort of novel as well but i i think at the time of when i was writing that i, d- I definitely had a lot of um 
potential rules um, that I was trying to sort of uh, structure the work because uh, Belfie Hill was sort of one of the first ones that I was uh, coming to from a very structured point of view of what I wanted to achieve from from this uh, novel. So uh, there was lots of rules um, there about you know somnambulist sort of writing, you know sleepwalking sort of writing and. Um, characters um not that they shouldn't be developed but we can sort of you know i do like the idea of picking up the book and reading it from anywhere in the novel as well so i was sort of coming to it from that point of view um i think one of the things that i I really do like about that style of writing or that perhaps that quote is um i think at the time i wasn't really too sure I always find with that, particularly that novel and novels written since or even novels written around that time, was that I wasn't um, quite aware of perhaps what I was doing while I was writing it and that um, um, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a Rob Grillet uh, sort of quote from his For a New Novel um, uh, book and he's sort of always like, which is like, well, why did you why did you write the novel? And he was like, well, I, I wrote the novel. Well, you should ask the question, why did you write the novel? Which is, well, I wrote the novel to find out why I wanted to write it. Well, I think perhaps um, in that, that particular novel was, you know, getting back to that original quote was perhaps I sort of wrote it to find out what it was about, what the themes were. I wasn't necessarily too sure what the themes were. And then the themes come sort of after it's uh, been written or after you give it to a reader. And also someone's reviewed it. There's been plenty of reviews where people have sort of thrown it back and I'm like, oh, that wasn't too sure that's what I was getting at. But um, so I, I think chance perhaps is probably the thing that I still agree with um, and throwing a whole bunch of stuff up there just to see how it lands and and and, and but have, but having some structures and some rules as per that quote um, that it helps you sort of get there as well. Um, yeah. Cool. I, I, I like that you bring up chance. I think that, well, chance and structure. I th- I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of the idea of like the surrealist parlor games and, and, and things yes. like Ulipo where it's, you know, yes. setting up obstructions. I took a writing class where we had like a little, just a little kind of section on that. We watched part of that, um, the 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 documentary with Lars von Trier and the French filmmaker where he has the French filmmaker remake his film like five times with different obstructions. I can't I, rem- can't, I can't remember what it's called, but um, we watched part of that and then had some sort of assignment to go along with it. But um, that kind of reminds me of what I was talking to Neverwinter North about when she was on recently about how like experimental writing can, should come in her estimation from a, a place of play um and like i don't know how how, how playful belfie hell feels like it it kind of hammers you with some stuff every once in a while but um <laughs> yeah. yeah for for some reason um i thought that that came out after um xerox over manhattan um but i was wrong no so, so yeah yeah it came out before but xerox mm-hmm. came out pretty quickly after belfie hell uh, like the next the year. year yeah or earlier the next early 2019 i think mm-hmm. yeah 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 so i was flipping through that again um just today while while i was preparing and um 
like there's no it's just a big block of text all the way through um and it feels more hmm, what what would i say it it feels like i don't know i feel like belfie hell there's like you can trick yourself into thinking that there's like a plot right like you can kind of see more more movement of, of things around where flipping through xerox over manhattan for me just it's like um almost kind of reminds me of like some of the ways i I write poetry sometimes where it's just kind of like these words sound good together and i'll put them next to each other so i don't know maybe i'm off base there but um sort of i mean yeah i mean belfie hell was um completely different when it was sent to um john Mm. like very different and and so much so that I think he, I think I sent it on a Friday and then, and and, and obviously at the, at the time I'd only really had a few things out on Dostoevsky wannabe. Um, and for one of the better, better phrase that, yeah, they, they, they do work with you and they help you design the book and um, they edit a, a little bit, but it is still, um, I mean, on their website, they have it, have these as the rules, which is we sort of are the facilitators for you to get your book out there. So, in some ways, they're sort of a bit like self-publishing, whereas John, the editing process with John was you know, sort of like a more, even though he's not a traditional, he doesn't publish traditional works, it was a bit more traditional in the sense that he, he um, once I changed it, he, he came through with some really good you know, structural edits and some suggestions of like, you probably don't want to do that or say that or things like that. And obviously just your, you know, your, your grammatical and spelling stuff. But when I first sent it to him, it was, um, it really was, a, it was really quite a, a bunch of loose <laughs> things that it had, that um, were sitting around. And then I sort of collaged it together to have it so that there could be a bit of a run through um thread to it all and 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 yeah like you said a, 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 the, the plot that it is and, and have a bit of it like it's in this one space which is the the, the superdome mm-hmm. and, and new orleans and have these sort of threads and um and, and some similar characters that you know characters that um come back and come back and forth or repeated throughout um Whereas um, Xerox, uh, I felt like I tried to do the same thing, but I think I, I felt with Xerox, I was sort of coming to the end of something that I was already on, which was you know that really long um, you know, brick block of text. I thought I think after Belfie Hell, I thought I'll just take a couple more steps down the track, and then since then I've sort of tried to. Um, go back to you know more, more more chapters and break it up a little bit so it's not as um delirium inducing for the reader mm. um yeah. so uh, even though the even though actually the intent was to have it as as delirium inducing and and quite mentally frustrating for for a reader in some some aspects um uh, have you ever read eden 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 i've not no um, it's a French uh, author, did, um, uh, Pierre Guetta, um written in the early 70s, so the 50th anniversary, so yeah, early 70s. It was banned. Um, you know, there was a bunch of French intellectuals tried to you know, 
say it shouldn't have been banned and things like that. And, it, and it's quite, uh, I had a friend of mine who read it. I'd never heard of it. Um, this is about 15 years ago. And um, a friend of mine who's a filmmaker read it. And I, I went to his house and it was sitting on a um, bedside table picked it up and I just opened it. And, you know, you, you know, when you read something, the first a couple of sentences of the first paragraph and you're like, this is the book I've been looking for. This is me, but someone's already sort of, this is the sort of book I've been wanting to read. Um, but what he said was, um, I was like, what's this book? And he goes, oh, that book, that book's insane. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, I started reading it and fell down between the crack, you know, the space between my bed and the wall in like, in, in some sort of like mental breakdown. And it was just delirium inducing. And I started reading it and uh, I thought delirium inducing sounds like a really interesting thing and a really interesting thing that you could do that. So I've sort of, um, that's sort of what I, <laughs> like that just struck a chord with me and I was like, um, that was sort of a big turning point in my in my in my writing. Um, you know, in terms of um, I wanted to sort of do something with that effect on someone, not not to hurt people, but just to have this kind of really intense, um, you know, almost visceral um, overload of experience um, and, and, and see how you go. But still having something that's kind of pulling them back to entertainment. So you know, that's hence why there's perhaps um, numerous um, hip hop stars in there. Mm-hmm. and things like that you've got this kind of um pop um sensibility to it yeah and then creating something that's kind of interesting like um you know president ricky uh who's almost a, a caricature of any sort of president not just a not just a, a political you know like a pre- like a potus or anything like that you know any sort of president president of a um oil company or something like that any sort of president that is sort of ridiculous you know in a way um yeah yeah i i think um the interesting thing about belfie hell's usage of of real people is that i feel like over time the context then changes right if i had read it when it came out as opposed to now in 2023, all the Mia Goth, Shia LaBeouf stuff uh, would have felt way different than it does now, um, which I suppose kind of plays into the element of chance, maybe uh, <laughs> intentional or not, but like, you know, fictionalizing there's, people with, with these names, right? There's a couple of things about that. So B.R. Jaeger's um, quote on the back about, I think I mentioned before about doing things and then perhaps the effect that i didn't realize the effect was where he talks about them being ciphers and um you know you can almost project onto them it's not really who they are mm-hmm. you don't really need to know much about shia labeouf and mia goth um and probably in 2018 you know mia goth you probably wouldn't have, most people wouldn't have maybe known much about her she's subsequently, subsequently since then become the, the star that she is but probably people would have known more about shia um, so you could sort of project onto them and then as you read it you don't really need you, you, like I said you don't need to know who they actually are it's no. just a, a sort of a, a, their, their counterpoint to have you know, a name right and originally they weren't actually these people they, they, they were they can't come in with the original names but they had all these just various different normal names they weren't famous people um, so there's that so you know B.R. Jaeger read it and I wasn't sure that I, I, I didn't really understand what I was doing, but he said he's you know, subsequently said that's sort of what 
what's happened and I can see that from his point of view um there's the other thing of yeah uh, the, the counterpoint about yeah if you read it now you probably wouldn't you probably probably might have a completely different meaning um because they were they, they, I think they were married at the time or, yeah, they, they were both married at the time and uh I've known I've seen tweets where people thought Mia Goth the name sounds like something that I might have made up because mm-hmm. they didn't know who she was. Yeah, so I've seen tweets like that. that they didn't realise who this person was. Um, yeah, uh, I think um, yeah, there's the, there's that about um, trying to make it a bit you know pop culture as well and, and bring it back to some sort of reality. All the crazy things that do 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 occur there. Yeah. Yeah, I, you saying pop culture is sort of um, maybe pre-answers or recontextualize a question I had, but it it just seems looking at your work and you know the names of books and things like it it feels like there's a sort of um, focus on America and Americanism and and obviously you're not American. Um, yeah. So I was wondering if that was like a thing, because like, you know, Yeezus and Furs is clearly a Kanye reference, which itself is is recontextualized to hell and back now, um, and you know, place names and titles and Xerox over Manhattan stuff like that. Like, do you have? Is that just like how how pervasive America is, or do you have like a, a specific? like interest and what the hell's going on over here um it, 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 well firstly it's because it's fun to to write you know like it is actually you know um some of it like i i must do because it's you know it's that's it's one of the things it's it, it is a i guess a theme but i wouldn't go so much to go oh I, I'm, I'm really interested in celebrity culture or interested in skewing it at all that's just not the case. I mean, really, um, all those characters in Belfie Hell came about because what was there wasn't fun for me writing it. And then once I sort of started throwing in all these people, it became like really fun to write write out. And then it just became it extrapolated to this thing of like, oh, there's a theme here. Like, why don't I make all the other sort of um, minor characters these you know, hip hop? Uh, people um you know stars from perhaps my youth um so that became fun for me to write um some of it again is just chance like i didn't really um you know Jesus and furs is it um you know it's obviously a play on uh, venus and furs um which i just really just thought was neat mm-hmm. you know like i was like neat. i need a title that title interests me for more than you know two two minutes. So um, and, I, and I haven't got bored with it yet. So that's the title. <laughs> um, but then, you know, I've I've played around. Well, I've Google imaged you know Jesus and Furs, and it comes up with you know actual you know photos of Kanye or Ye and you know lots of furs, and then it comes up with um, the you know, the cover of my book. So it's kind of it kind of works. And this other thing that's gone a bit. You know, odd, odd there, but um, 
look, I wouldn't go, you know, like I know there's people that write novels and they're like, oh, I'm interested in skewering celebrity culture and all that sort of stuff. Like it's interesting, but it's not really a theme of what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm probably more interested in um, definitely since Belfie Hell, uh, you know, like when it came to doing um, sex shops with Sherman Oaks, you know, there's no there's no um, celebrities in any of the books really since Belfie Hell. That's pretty much the only one. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, even though, it, but in talk, in talk, you talk about yeah, America, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, I'm fascinated by all those sorts of things in the same way, perhaps, that, um, you know, uh, you know, musicians have been over the years of, you know, just the, the, the image of America is interesting to, that it has, you know, has a, has a specific image internationally. And uh, I am, in, I am fascinated by, um, The way it looks and, and some of the, the the sounds of you know names and place names and i'm interested in big cities um and and how that you know um there's a movie called manhattan which is a, a black and white movie from uh 920s i think and it's just this you know black and white film steam lots of steam and lots of these big cities and i think well where are all the big cities, you know, like that, which are sort of these all-encompassing, uh, sort of horrific cities that just, you know, uh, almost destroy you. Then I think, well, that's that's where I want to set 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 the stories. I, I never used to. I used to just write like, um, yeah, it's a city, because I thought all cities were the same, which they are. They have these similar things, but I kind of like. I think just to keep it interesting for me, I'll just I'll move things around and, and mix it up just you know, to make it to make it more interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, so, I'm interested in in the um, the publishing experience because Dostoevsky wannabe has been on my radar for a while, but I've I've, mm. I've, I've I don't think I've read any books that they've actually put out. I mostly have just been fascinated with their, um, uh, like their publishing models of, um, like we'll market for you, but no royalties or all the royalties, but we won't market for you. Um, sort of thing. Um, but like your experience is interesting to me because you've kind of hit like, um beyond dw you know inside the castle apocalypse party and, and amphetamine sulfate like you've, you've kind of made the rounds of like the big presses that are on my radar you know with like a couple exceptions but um having sort of that wide experience um just sort of interested to know what you've picked up um from that um oh, yeah so this is not yeah so i mean the way the way dostoevsky wannabe came about was i sort of had this thing of like well where's everyone else getting like published right so at the time i had one novel um by an australian um really uh, australian independent publisher that you know was sort of 
there, but I, I was getting um, quite a lot of, I was getting stories published by all the sort of journals, you know, the indie, indie lit journals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, you know, the story is getting published, but you know, how do you, how do I get it? How do I get it? What's the, what's the next thing for me, which is a book. And I, I think I, 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 I just saw some other you know, writers um, at that stage and like, oh, but, you know, they've got a book out on Buster, so you want to be press. And I was like, oh, firstly, the name sounds interesting because it's obviously the, the, the character um, from the movie. Um, but I was, they must be accepting manuscripts and they must be accepting work from people that are sort of in, you know, the, the same writing spheres as, as myself. So yeah, I'll, I'll have a look at them. And then I was like, all right, okay, this is their publishing model, which is, um, it is it's a bit to read there. And I was like, well, it was one of those things where, which is like, well, you know, no one's going to like really publish a book of mine that's not something like this, right? So you go where you sort of, your people are, or you go where your sort of potential audience is, or, you know, you know, like, and, um, not that I had an audience, but you know, you, you, that, that, that comes sort of after you publish something, right? It's a bit of a, a cyclical um, thing. Um, so I just approached them because I was like, well, you know, you got to get something out. You got to, you know, you, you, you got to get something out. So we did um, the first one and people liked it. And then so we did Yeezus and Furs. And then um, we did a third one, which is um, sort of a collection of images artwork of mine with with a bit of text um and so Jesus was probably the one that people uh latched on to probably the most uh and sort of read read the most but i think other, you know other people have read the other two um and then i just get when well if there's a bit of a you know people are reading stuff and people have read stuff and there's people sort of talking about it and talking about it to them, themselves and um it just what's the next step from that you know and, and that and that was sort of inside the castle and john said john said yes you know pretty quickly um and then uh i felt a bit weird because after he said yes i think i said i'm going to completely rewrite this this book <laughs> uh, which doesn't really happen, you know, and then a bit of rewrote it into something, you know, what it, what it actually is now. And so he was like, okay, that's it's better, you know, it's, you know, it's better, it's really better than what you actually sent me. So, um, and then from there, I was like, well, you know, there's a bit of um, cash to move quickly. I pretty much after Bell for Health came out, I sort of went, oh, I can use whatever this is to approach. Um, Apocalypse Party, and it's, it's timing as well because Apocalypse Party was, I think they just published, like, I think they just published two books at the time. So they'll look down, so they're really looking for stuff. So, um, uh, so it's, it's timing as well. Um, I had, because I'm a bit of those people who are like, I had, I, had, I had a lot of stuff already written that, you know, so I just went, oh, I can give you something. Uh, you know, I, I, so I just had something, so that that's moved quickly, and then there was a bit of time, but and then I was like, well, what's the next thing I want to? What's the next sort of publisher um, that's sort of interesting at the moment? And that was sort of a um, amphetamine sulfate, um, and 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 sent sent them what was at the time was it called at the time sex shops with Sherman Oaks, and 
so just sort of being around in that sort of sphere for the last couple of years um and and now what happens i'm sort of in a very, very nice place at the moment which is you know um evan from self um approached me to publish latest latex texas right and it was and that was really interesting because he's like, there's only going to be 50, um, but give me the words and I'm going to, and he just went off and did whatever he wanted with the layout, which was nice. So that's just, I'm big on, it's yours now to design it however you want. Um, uh, and got a few, yeah. So I, I just, it's just been a, a, a sister for one of a better term, it's been a journey. I don't like to say it like that, but I think I was just like jumping from one stepping stone to the next, which is, well, Initially, with Dostoevsky, I want to be. It was about like, how do I get something out? Um, and they were, you know, their their model is probably a good way to do it. And then uh, lots of other writers have done the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. Yeah, it it seems like Sex Shops of Sherman Oaks has gotten a pretty good reception. I haven't, I have not yet read it. Um, yeah. Un- unfortunately. I, this this month i've just been moving way too slow but um yeah yeah yes. <laughs> I, when i was talking to to john after our our, our rejoinder episode that we did I, would, I was talking about having you on later and he spoke very highly of, of sex shops and um i kind of just see people mentioning it everywhere um so the fact that I'm at a loss and, 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 and like really behind the, the train on that one um, sort of bums me out. But um, talk about that book a little bit and, and sort of, um, I don't know, how have you gauged the reception versus other books? I think one of the first interesting things as an author about um, a, a, a sort of initially approaching amphetamine sulfate was I was actually little, a little bit scared um just because of <laughs> probably you know, their aesthetic and, yeah um what they have published and then you know and, and and sort of being a little bit of a um having listened to phillips you know music in the past as well you know i was like this is i don't know i don't know if this is sort of um it seems like the right space for me, but I don't know if it is the right space for me and, and, and things like that. But, um, it was obviously like, I, I mean, I have this thing where I'm, I'm for a while there, I'm going to, I'm going to try and write a manuscript a year. And so this is the other thing banging back to you, you know, the publishing experience. It was going to be like, I'm going to write a manuscript a year and they're going to send it somewhere and they're going to see if it gets accepted. And if it doesn't, I'll send it somewhere else. So I think I was sort of looking at, um, amphetamine sulfate what was what was appealing was because um you know philip has this um attitude of you know the books aren't going to get sold on amazon and they're not going to have barcodes but he really he really works hard to get the books into stores and he Mm -hmm. really works um hard to get the books through out through distro which was something that sort of you know in indie lit was something that was sort of wasn't really there with um you know dostoevsky wannabe it was sort of like you'd you do their own, you do their own work, so it was sort of like that was sort of what was appealing. That was one of the things about that, was, that did appeal about amphetamine sulfate. But I think one of the other things was there. I started reading some some stuff online, and I was like, "This is really interesting." Um, and uh, the novel that novel is a little bit different. I, I sort of sat down and I was I was sort of like um, I'd been reading a bit of 
bit. I've been reading a lot of Gary Indiana and I was sort of like, mm. um, I want to write my own version of sort of some sort of romance, you know, a, a romance, a, a, a relation between two people. That's what I really want to do. So you talk about all the hip hop people and Shia LaBeouf and all that. I also wanted to get away from that. I want to do that. So, you know, you, I don't want to repeat myself, but I want to do something which was just this intense relationship between two people, which is what the book is fundamentally about. And I sort of have said, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's the relationship. It's, it's almost, it's, it's a romance. So that doesn't seem probably come across like that. Um, what's interesting about that manuscript, I can't remember what it was called, but it wasn't called Sex Shots of Sherman Oaks. Um, now, Philip, uh, as it turns out, is probably one of the most, probably, you probably hate me saying this, but he's actually, you know, he's a complete teddy bear, right? He's probably one of the mm. nicest person that we're going to meet, which always happens sometimes in, in you know, creative circles, right? Um, but he did that thing, which is, um, and, you know, I completely know why he did it. It wasn't like gatekeeping, but he was like, oh, because uh, it was sent unsolicited. Mm-hmm. So he was like, he, I'm not going to read this right now. I'm really, really busy, but I'm going to give it to um, Simon. It turns out it's um, Simon Morris. Uh, he's going to give it to Simon to read. And now um, Simon's no longer with us, um, um, uh, but he, he read it and then and went back to Philip and said, no, no, I think, well, I think my understanding is he went back to him and said, no, you should probably publish this. This is really good, which is because it's a nice way to do it. He's you know, somebody, a reader he trusts he read it and said um do it but Simon, i was talking to simon uh, at the time and he said i really like it um but we're doing this anthology and this anthology ended up being the human rights anthology mm. but he was saying um it's a, and it's a sci-fi anthology so he said sex shops um perhaps you could trim it down to a short story that can go into the anthology and i was like no, <laughs> because because <laughs> I've written a novel, right? Yeah, geez. like trimming it down to a short story. So uh, that's not, no. So and then unfortunately around this time, um, Simon went missing, and then subsequently they they they, they found they found him um, deceased. Uh, so there was a bit of a, 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 a there's all that that Philip was dealing with. And then by the time Philip got around to it, he went and read sex shops and said, oh, who told you to edit this? And I said, oh, well, Simon did. He said, no, no, look, I'm going to publish it as is. Um, but uh, because I'm not too sure if I want to publish it as a novel, standalone novel, or just publish it in, in human rights in total, right? I said, oh, this is about October of 2019. And I went back and said, well, here's a deal. By December the 31st, I will write you another novel. I said, oh, how long is the novel? How long is the piece that you need for human rights? He goes, oh, it could be anything, any any links. So here's the deal. I'll write you another novel that fits more into the theme of the human rights anthology. And then I'll give them to you both. And if you want to publish one, whatever you know like if you want to publish both you know, if you want to you know do do whatever you want to publish one as a standalone novel if you want to just use the one the new one for the human rights anthology it's, it's up to you but he's like that's fine but can you give me first refusal and i'm like totally fine um so then i was like cool i've got this i've sort of got this nice 
deal deal that I've sort of made where I can come up with something that might satisfy all of us. Um, but the but the weird thing was I, I was like I need to now write a novel in two months. Um, so I was flat out uh, working on it. Now you probably haven't read. I don't know if you have. You've read the human right. Yeah, I have the, the, the only amphetamine sulfate thing I think I've read is the devils. Yeah. So oh right, okay, yeah. I'm more just yeah. kind of like watching the press with fascination at this point. Yeah. So so what I did. So um, this is a bit of a long story, but the 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 bit that I wrote for human rights, he was right. Well, what is it? He goes, it's kind of like a new world's Michael Moorcock kind of science fiction. Um, it's going to be chunky anthology, right? And it is. It's like 700 pages. Yeah. So that 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 novel, I really went. I'm going to write. Um, it's you know, it's, use some sci-fi tropes that I really like, which is UFOs, spaceships, ray guns, all these sort of you know things in a um, you know, a sort of novel that I write. So he 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 published both. Uh, he you know, went for he went for both. So because he was like, we're doing a science fiction imprint, I guess it's you know, amphetamine sulfate sci-fi. Um, so Sex Shops is the second book in that series. Human mm-hmm. Rights is going to be the first, but Sex Shops came out first. Um, in terms of people liking it, you know, and it, inside the castle, um, Apocalypse Party, all all these. All these sort of publishers, indie lit publishers, they had their they had their already built in um, audiences, and probably um, amphetamine software probably has more than the others, a, a bigger sort of more established established audience, probably because of you know, Philip's background. Some of the you know some of the books they've published as well, so I think it just fitted in into the, with that audience, and then I think also I had my own people that have read past books of mine that they, they seem to like it. I know John, um, yeah, John said he really liked it, um, mm-hmm. which, is, which is nice of him, um, you know, to say. So, yeah. Um, uh, as to why people like it, um, yeah, that's that's a question for them, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I, can't, I can't tell. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that. Yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. No, that's fair. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Okay. Cool. I I like that whole process. It's it's an interesting sort of way of doing. It. I think I probably um DM'd the amphetamine sulfate Twitter account maybe around the same time you did, and was just like, "Hey, are you looking for anything?" And he was like, "No. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't have time for the things I have." Um. And I said, "Okay. Um." Yeah, it's pretty much yeah, pretty similar, and I and I can see, yeah, I can obviously see why you would do that. And then, I mean, I guess the thing is, I mean, he was it, it, obviously Philip was nice enough to go. I'll get someone else to read it, and if they like it, then that's that's how it happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. And you you know maybe if I had had sent him a manuscript, he would have done that. But who knows? I, that manuscript is going to be something completely different someday. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. um, that's what what what. I, what, what it, Oh, the one that the one I've got. Yeah, I've it's the one I sent you. Yeah, like it. yeah, yeah. It's it's really good. Um, the the other thing about um, sex shops of Sherman Oaks is I can't remember what the original title was, but Philip really didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, come up with something, you know, another title. So, I mean, so I said, oh, well, this is what's going. I gave him, I gave him, I gave him another title, and he's like, no, nah, don't like it either. Um, and then um, this was finally what we settled on and then he said yeah but then when he was 
doing the cover, he's like, well, Sex Shops with Sherman Oaks is pretty long. And he goes, and your name's pretty long as well. So he said, uh, um, so if it's not, um, not, not, a, not, if it's not an issue with you, I'm just going to, we're just going to put it at SJX, SJC. What do you think? And I was like, oh, um, yeah, that's fine. So that's, <laughs> that's how that came about. That's, that's not a very, um, interesting, you know, it's not a very exciting story, but that's how that came about. He was like, oh, but he was like, it sounds very sci-fi. And I'm like, okay, okay let's do it. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I think that's yeah. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's super good. Um, I also want to note, I, I have read Thomas More's Alone. So I forgot yeah. that that came out through Amphetamine Sulfate too, and I didn't want to be yeah, yeah, yeah. in, uh, in, incomplete with my words. Okay. I like the idea too of, of your whole, um, doing a manuscript in a year sort of thing. Um, I, I sort of, um, I know you do it in, in a different way, obviously. I'm I'm pretty loud about the fact that I do National Novel Writing Month every year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, and, and you've talked about constraints here at the beginning. So kind of like, how is your writing process, at least when you were doing that, right? Like, what what did that look like? Uh, 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 the the uh, yeah, are you um, interested in the the structures of how 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 what, how I've come up with to do um, write a novel in a month? Oh, no, in a year? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What was... um, look, John always said or has said, don't pull back the curtain too much mm-hmm. uh, and let you know. Um, I, what I would say is, um, I think. You know, writing, especially when you're, you know, writing in your twenties, and it's like you write all this stuff, and it's or not writing in your twenties, but you know, when you early, you know, when you first start writing, and it's sort of a little bit like it's not really your style. Yeah. Um, and then you just keep writing, and then um, I, I think what happens is when you find your style that's because you impose some sort of well you sort of naturally impose some rules on yourself about how you're going to write um and and i think what happens is those rules or those structures make you write more efficiently um Mm. so uh i don't write every day uh i write um writing is probably one of the things that i do last in terms of my um responsibilities uh you know i sort of you know i don't i have a job um i have have people i need to care for um so i write when i sort of get a bit of a spare moment um so without going into um the way i do it uh, there's definitely a, a collage technique that i sort of use i have lots of um i sort of usually have um, novel, the novel over about four or five um, different word docs, and then I sort of put it together. I'm working. I was before we um, started speaking today. I was actually um, putting together a new manuscript, and that was involving writing in different writing in sort of five different word docs, and then putting it together. Uh, at, at you know as the final piece, um, and then sort of tidying it up that final bit so I think it's just um it just uh, the 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 structures or whatever just helps me write right that way um so I can um 
get it done in that, in that efficient in that efficient manner. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm big on sort of having some uh, texts and um, sort of pulling all the nouns out of a text and then having a, a bunch of the nouns and then putting the nouns together as a, as a sentence. Mm. So, a, you know, so things like that. So you're talking about, you know, um, surrealist games, it, it, things like that. And, and I know there's all this chat uh, chat about chat, the AI mm -hmm. thing at the moment, but, you know, those sorts of things are interesting tools where you can kind of um, uh, chat, I, I did play around with it last week for the first time, and it, you know it, it does it does spit out dog shit. Like it does spit out. Like I was playing around with like, um, can you please write a short story in the style of JG Ballard, and then can you please write a short story in the style of Brett Easton Ellis to see what would come out? And it is like uh, it is like a, a fifteen year old high school student wrote mm -hmm. a, a story like in the style of JG Ballard, but. Um, so I, don't, I didn't, it didn't really, it didn't necessarily appeal to me, but there are some other things, you know, that you can use to sort of get, do that, you know, which is, um, you know, especially when I'm putting all these images together, uh, you know, I have a document which is all the images, but then another document which is sort of the, the plot and, the, and the, the character sort of stuff, and then you put it all together at the end. So it's, it is a bit of a collage. You can probably tell that, obviously, from reading it. Mm -hmm. um, but... Um, yeah, and then just different, yeah, you know, words, words, you know, your, your own rules uh, that you have when you edit. Um, you know, I've always a big believer on rightly or wrongly. Um, I like to take out, um, I like to just to go through and with, a, you know, remove all my adjectives, mm. um, things like that. So, um, those, those personal sort of rules as well. So, yeah. Okay. I, I think. I think I have a picture then. I'll res I'll respect the curtain. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I'd, recently John gave me access to the the Google Doc folder he has for Massive. Um, yes. Yeah. Where he has subfolders with all these names and then a whole bunch of of text files. Um, and I don't know if that's if, if your multiple word doc thing is sort of similar to that, um, or if it's something a little different. Oh, look, I don't. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that, but um, look, it, it sounds similar. Yeah, okay. like. Um, okay. It just yeah, just trying to do it in a different way, I mm -hmm. suppose. Um, and, and this is the thing, and, and this is the way that works for me. You know, like, it's like there's no way that this would work for anyone else. It's like I think find your way. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not trying to give. I'm not definitely not trying to give anyone advice here about writing because right. I think I think the thing is, it's the way it works for you, and in, in the in the way of you telling your story and how you get it down, and that's just the way it works for me. I've tried to write. Um, for want of a better term, in a in a more normal way. And I couldn't do it. It was really frustrating, and 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 it just didn't work, and it it, 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 it wasn't great. So, this is the way that it works for my 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 art. For what? sure, yeah. No, I I like the. I think for me, like this whole show has been sort of an exploration and figuring out how I'm 
supposed to do it for myself. Um, And so like the NaNoWriMo way is a very traditional sort of way um, because you're not really afforded the time to, to sort of mess around too much um, because Mm -hmm. if you're trying to hit 50,000 words in 30 days, the best way to do it is the way it's kind of always been done, right? Air quotes. Always yeah, been okay. done. Like you just, you have, you have a doc and you have a story planned out and you just power through um, because it takes time. And if you get even a little bit behind, if you take like a day off, then it sort of sends the rest of the month into panic mode. Um, and which is, which is not to say, yeah. And which is not to say I don't do, you know, traditional things, which is, you know, before I sit down, like, what is this book going to be about? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll have some things about what this book's going to be about and who are the people in it. And um, you know how, like, film directors or screenwriters, perhaps, they might not have a screenplay, but they'll say, this is what we're going to do in this scene. This is where mm-hmm. I want you to get to. That might be more closely aligned to, right. you know, like, where do I want to get to with this book or these these bunch of pages or what's the tone you know like so like I said you know um, sex shops was going to be in my in my head was going to be a a romance between two people or a relationship sort of drama um, in my own whatever that whatever that way that comes out in my style yeah so right yeah yeah and I, I like that idea right like um the band the mars volta uh, yeah okay talked about their albums kind of like that um where they were like um dodecahedron or no what is it called octahedron octa something darn it i can't remember um one of their albums are like this is gonna be like our acoustic album and yeah yeah, yeah. like two songs in out the window (laughs) um yeah uh but I like that because that almost feels like an exercise a professor would have students do after you're dead, right? Where like yeah, yeah. here here's like a writing exercise of like write Cormac McCarthy doing a space opera. Um and then I mean, what would that look like? That's super cool. So like once once you yourself have sort of like confidence in and what your voice and your style is doing those exercises yourself i think is is fun to do too um that's that's why probably the um amphetamine sulfate anthology is really interesting because they sort of gave the same you know they gave the same idea of what it was about to you know, Thomas More, as they did to myself, as they would have done to Blake Butler or any, anyone who's in it, right? Um, they said it's going to be like uh, um, new world, new world of uh, science fiction. That was you know we, we sort of hark back to that, which is like this anthology of new new science fiction, um, but it's a science fiction anthology. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty loose. But it has some sort of you know, framework. But then it was also, well, what's the word count? Oh, there isn't one. So everyone's gone off on that sort of minor little tidbit and come up with their own sort of version of their own, yeah, their own science fiction. And um, that's probably that's an interesting anthology to myself and to um, yeah, some, you know, lots of people who've read it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Because, you know, what's, Tom, what, what's Thomas More's uh, intake of science fiction? What's what's in the book, right? It's completely different too. And, it, and, I've, and I, um, I've seen him being interviewed and he's like, that's not a – like you'd think science fiction is probably a bit more in my wheelhouse mm-hmm. as opposed to his, right? You right. know, compare, you know, blue, right? But um, so I think he said oh, – yeah, I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he, he said it's not really something that he's ever thought about, you know, writing so he yeah he's gone and done his the thomas moore version of a sci-fi story um whereas i probably didn't have to extend myself um too much yeah yeah, Mm -hmm. for that yeah yeah (laughs) yeah or like blake butler probably didn't have to do too much yeah 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 sort of yeah yeah, exactly right but i but i like i think i mentioned before i wanted to but again, I was like, well, how do I do something different too? Because I think I told you I was writing the right. two manuscripts mm-hmm. quickly. I sort of had the same, it's the same character that's in sex shops, but it's a completely sort of different thing. And people have read it and gone, oh, is it an extent? Is it a sequel? Or, but what I did was, I think I said, you know, like, I wanted these, I was like, well, how do I write sci fi? Well, what are these sci fi tropes like ray guns, lasers, <laughs> robots, spaceships, aliens? There's aliens all throughout it. So I was like, that's, that's how I'm going to do that. Yeah. Nice. I like that. I I think the when it comes to writing especially when it when it comes to the more experimental stuff. Um I I have that like silly question that like an interviewer who doesn't understand art would ask an abstract painter where it's like how do you know when it's done? Um and so like for for me when I do like the the more I don't know, not straight ahead prose, beginning, middle and end type of stories. Like I have for those projects that I'm working on, I have imposed on myself. Like, this is how I know when it ends, right? Like I know, like if I'm designing it sort of my Creo style where it's like page by page, um, it's going to be this many pages or NaNoWriMo is easy. It's going to be 50,000 words, give or take. Um, so for you, like, how do you know, you know, <laughs> when it's done? Um, because it's um, a bit of a process of collage. Um, I'm a little bit, it, it's, it's word count. So it's going to be around a certain word count for this, this sort of project. Um, I sort of write paragraphs, and so when I was talking about different word docs, you know, they're, they're, each word doc is split up into um, a, a sort of paragraph as well. That's a separate paragraph from the paragraph before. Even though in some of those word docs, you know, it, the, 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 that story is the, the plot in that story is going through as a as a as a thought line through mm-hmm. through it out. But look, it, it can openings and closings can be just something like that paragraph is really good and that paragraph would be a really good paragraph to end it and this paragraph over here might be really good to actually open 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 the book with so it's 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 nothing more than really that in some instance um i think uh and and that, and that's what happens with sex shops because it does rely on that chance as well so you know i'm not going to lie sit here and go it doesn't have to be the, the you know, like I'm, I really am 
putting it together to see how it goes in terms of chance. You know, chances that might not always work, um, or it might, or it just, or it just ends um, because it is a, it is a, you know, there is a bunch of stuff put together, and the plot um, just happens because of the the chance um, aspect of it. Um, so, I mean, you were talking earlier about um, the fun yeah. of, of of creating, and so I think. Yeah, that really. I do like to think of it as you know the playfulness. Um, the uh, there's the the, um, the writer. Um, he's, a, he's a writer. He's 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 all sorts of things. He's a painter, sound guy. Brian Geisen. Um He has quite a lot of little um, not pithy, but he has lots of quotes, and. Um, you could almost put I, I almost think this is like something uh, this when i heard this i was like this is just such a good um attitude and, and sort of ties into it's like one of those quotes i was saying before you know when you read a book and you're like this is me mm-hmm. this is almost a quote where i was like oh, this is me this, this guy's articulated it already and, and things like that so he was saying um like you know enjoy inventing things out of enjoy inventing things for fun because um life is a game not a career hmm. so i was kind of like well you know because I, I i'm not under any illusion that i'm gonna you know i'm not gonna be able to quit my day job to suddenly rake in lots and lots of millions of dollars from writing something like sex shots with sherman oaks right mm-hmm. so if i take it like that then well you know this is this is this is i, I have that freedom to create and be playful with the books and go well i can sort of just you know that, that's the ending and that and that's how it's going to be and 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 that's that's it it's sort of i don't i, I maybe when i was talking about before when i have i don't know what the tone is going to be and what i want to do and where i want to go that may sometimes not include like the ending yeah uh like the the perfect the perfect ending it might just end abruptly and i think most a lot of my novels do just end abruptly you know in a way yeah yeah that's 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 the story. It that's that's the moment of their lives. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I'm satisfied with that. <laughs> you passed the <laughs> test. A plus. Um, uh, the last thing I, I promised my wife I would ask this question. Um, we. Okay. I, I What's was, your wife's name? My wife's name is Katie. Um, yeah. and and Katie, uh, I was reading some of Belfie Hell out loud earlier today um because you're supposed to read to a baby and this is what <laughs> what i read to my baby um Fantastic. is whatever i'm reading <laughs> at the time and um as as the, as usual about james, james franco and yeah you know i i, I kind of added <laughs> a little bit the guy james franco is friends with um <laughs> uh he doesn't really appear in the last third of the book too much does he there's there's parts where he's like mentioned an awful lot and i don't think it was one of those parts um but as as katie tends to do whenever i read an inside the castle book out loud she's like okay so like what is that <laughs> um she likes much more traditional books and is that the question <laughs> uh I, she what is was that? she was trying to, i was trying to explain to her like what's going on like why why the book is that way and and she's like okay well that doesn't really make sense and i was like well it's an anti-novel and she's like well what is an anti-novel and yeah yeah 
while this is happening, the baby is sleeping like in my arms. So we're whispering and I'm, I, yeah. I can't let myself get excited about what we're talking about. And so I said, basically it's something like it disrespects the, the structure of the novel. And she's like, okay, but why? Um, so as, as we're running up against an hour, uh, what actually is an anti-novel and why would we do that? Um, what is, um, I don't necessarily because you know anti you know comes across as being like a, a negative, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I um, I was looking through uh, the the book for for a new novel uh, by Rob Grelay um, recently, and, and and what I thought was it's probably not necessarily that um, you know I'm writing an anti novel. It's or, or I believe in perhaps anti novels. It's probably just doing um uh, uh, writing a novel that's just perhaps different to um you know a traditional novel that has you know you know there's like there's got to be freaking character development and there's got to be conflict and there's got to be um you know write what you know and um all these sort of things i was kind of like well none of that's really interesting to me and i don't think i can Perhaps it's not like, or um, you got to know the rules to break the rules. Well, I, I just don't just, I don't necessarily agree with that, and I, and, and um, for a variety of reasons, and I won't go into that. But I, I don't know if necessarily. You know, I, I mean, I guess maybe you know, there's, there's novels, and there's what is a traditional 19th century style novel, and then there's perhaps everything else, and I guess everything else might just come into an anti-novel. Now, why? Is probably because you know I've got to be you know, not that I've got to be true to myself, but I think I was mentioning it earlier. Is like, well, this is just what I did, right? Like, this is what I want. This is how I write. Um, so the the why is perhaps you know it's it's more you know, this is my abilities, um, and and but also I'm a big believer in you know, what novel do I want to write? Um, it may be the novel that I wanted to read when I was 15 or I want to read and perhaps, you know, what's in my head is, you know, just got to get that down. And that's probably the book that I probably, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm howling when I'm writing it. I'm really enjoying when I'm writing it. It probably would be something that I would want to read. It's, I don't think that book, you know, Belfield is an, I don't think there's many books like Belfie Hell. Um, perhaps, um, and so that's that's the answer. You know, that's that's the why. It's not really, um, but I also do think you know, I'm not a big you know, like we got to challenge, we got to overthrow, and we got to break down, and all that sort of stuff. I think everything can, can coexist. I think sometimes the anti-novel, or definitely some of the motivations in experimental novels, comes about because we you want you want to destroy. Right, and we wanted to, yeah, you know, we wanted to get rid of. And um, I'm a bit of a like those people aren't going to be interested in me. They're, it's not for them. They're not going to be interested in me, uh, and it's not for them. So I'm not necessarily. I'm a lot older than perhaps you know, I'm in my twenties. I might have been like, oh, I want to take them on and destroy, you know, destroy the novel as it is. But uh, you know, that seems like highfalutin kind of ideas. Um, I'm just, I just think. Um, why just to do something different 
um, and um, really challenge the idea, challenge the reader as well. I mean, um, I mean, God, imagine Belfry Hell as if it was just a traditional uh, intro, you know, beginning, middle, and end. It probably just, you know, wouldn't work really. Um, some of sometimes, sometimes plot's not everything, and sometimes it is, and sometimes it, it should that they should be it should coexist. But sometimes style is, you know, you know, sometimes style can be just as interesting as substance, and sometimes they can coexist. And I think we should try and play around with different things. Um, to get a, a more interesting thing for, for readers as well. Yeah, I'm just going to read a, a chapter. Um, it's called uh, Six Counts of Being Naked in the Spa Bath. Tiny holes in the back of Madhab's head, the noon sun above, sudden utter blackness, a long silence, radio signals sent from deep space. I am in the front yard and Madab is about to put a venereal disease inside me. He carries salt paste in his backpack, interprets interrogation techniques and then lays them upon me. He has evil passions. He is a long drawn out fuck. Newspaper printed on white paper towels, moist air piped into the bedroom from behind polyester drapes, a small lamp from a dirty motel, my body made from soluble substances. I've made general progress with my health, my rehabilitation. I am the correct copy of myself that I can be, a slap madhab with the end days with a diverse patch of crap. Moist cigarette in my mouth, lamp shone on madhab's savage face. Some physical damage to his hands. I'm a mere shell, some careless abandon, just an anguish amongst a peaceful expedition. An entire basket of short, time and brawny damp sudden autopsies sudden autopsies throughout los angeles the bed cleaned with wet bodies the excretive functions from pale humans sweat pours from a graceless silhouette madab doesn't flinch an open pit of hash pipes and sick days a huge party with a makeshift altar and a saline bag i eat my lunch meal the hospital food a warm summer night Madab has a pentagram medallion in his shirt pocket, rigid arms on a large body, mercurial colour in the eye socket, nerve exhaustion all over me, dead in an adjacent field, no merciful God here to remind nor rescue me. The wind hits my horrible cold skin, Madab in the murky blackness, an insane gleam inside a fatal coma, misery runs through fresh air, my delicate hands are a pitiful appearance. I take a deep breath. Madhab's listless hands thunder over Michigan. An asteroid belt over El Salvador. The interior circus of my employment. Madhab's angry glare, his shadow, his light smile. Cold water poured over me in complete darkness. We are a toy species. My eyes are light. I fall asleep inside the restaurant. The unpleasant taste of mortal illness the body all red phosphorus and bare skull, ancient magic as the brain blinks, corpses stabbed with burnt out cigar, madhab with nervous movements. I kick a cigarette butt down the street, safety barriers at the medical station, all these itchy skin eruptions, all these spiritual purposes inside a damp room, 
The debris is rain clouds. Madab's fierce grip on my throat. We got engaged yesterday. His hands thrust upon me with a waxen quality. He has had a bad life. I have had a bad life. I need to return home. Sallow cheeks, a symptom of sickness. The mental garbage of extrasensory perception. An electric rod used to soothe these strange nervous disorders. Temporary exhaustion is a poor personal affliction. First-class patients asleep in private rooms. Grass underneath my bare feet. The palm leaf of Los Angeles. Madab has that serious look. His pert face is pretty dry. A pox for the pretty days. A pox on the frontal curve of your ribcage. My harsh voice. The polar regions of my head. No definitive purpose for living. Grey clouds above lower Manhattan. My eyes are dirty grey or glassy with bite marks on the lids. Madhab with pearly white teeth. Madhab is a handsome young man. I have a mild crush on him. The high eyeless walls of Los Angeles. A canvas-bound package of cold night. Fuck the hard way. Fuck in a dramatic fashion. I give Madhab a swift glance, swelling marks on his thighs. Madhab has, Madhab has shifty eyes. He has high energy levels. Our relationship is a ghastly affair. He has a slim body, insane passion, a tasteless human nature. The sunless sea, the massage machine, illustrations of calm precedes me. Madhab is a swift flame, a silence, a powerful influence, an empty grate. The rain mist, hell, scratch marks on my body. We fly from Chicago to Barcelona. We breathe the indescribable air. Madab has a plastic headset on his head. He is a sensational character. I give Madab my phone number. He tells me I'm a useless piece of ass. I'm drunk in a vacant place. There are palm trees around me. I am the resident servant. There is no conversation, just inflamed eyes on a riverbank, an intense hush toward Madhab's mouth. I speak with a dim voice. I wear plastic overalls. They are silver. Madhab has fierce blue eyes, unmusical voices throughout Manhattan, the air laden with long rope and superstitious respect. Madhab tells me that the best part of his body is his legs. I tell him my best part is my head. My blood runs cold. My blood runs through absolute exhaustion. The utter solitude of Los Angeles. The long twilight of Los Angeles. November as a remote part of the universe. Mm -hmm.